welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Cuba seeks to revitalize sugar industry. U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico to benefit from $1.4 billion in federal funding. Cruise ship CEO resigns after ship flees to Bahamas to evade U.S. warrant. Antigua Barbuda Prime Minister says 200 million U.S. bond on international market fully subscribed. Visiting British envoy to St. Kitts Nevis discusses trade opportunities and security. Major League Baseball names first umpire from Puerto Rico and movie shot in Nevis set for Valentine's Day release. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, February 7th. We start a report today in Cuba. Bahamanews.net via Shinawa News reports that over the past decades, the number of sugarcane mills on the islands decreased from 156 to 56 following a restructuring plan of the local sugar industry. The Caribbean nation produced around 1 million tons of sugarcane in 2021 and is expected to produce the same amount this year. At present, there are 35 sugarcane mills under operation across the country, according to official data. The Cuban government approved a package of 93 measures to revitalize the sugar industry on the island in such areas as production, renewable source of energy, financial support, science and innovation. Libel Perez, a senior official at Cuba's state-owned sugar company, As Cuba, said that the U.S. embargo against the island hindered the country's access to funding to improve sugarcane mill infrastructure as well as to buy machinery, fertilizers, and pesticides. As a part of the government's strategy to develop the country, the sugar industry is aimed at connecting different sectors of the Cuban economy while providing environmentally friendly sources of energy. As the leading producer in the Caribbean, the island produces sugarcane for both local consumption and export. Loop News reports that a few agricultural projects in the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico are set to receive significant investments from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The funds are part of a $1.4 billion program to help diverse rural America keep resources and wealth right at home. In Puerto Rico, 15 projects will receive loans that range from $9,785 to $250,000. Abacus International, Central Wholesale, and Tramway Properties are the U.S. Virgin Islands organizations that will receive loans. The USDA explained how the three U.S. Virgin Islands organizations will be utilizing their funding. Central Wholesale Inc. and St. Thomas Virgin Islands will use $4,450,000 to purchase a building and open a second location. Tramway Properties LLC and St. Thomas Virgin Islands will use $5 million to refinance a real estate debt and provide working capital. And Abacus International LLC in St. Croix, Virgin Islands will use $5,100,000 to purchase equipment for the company. The UK Independent reports that the chairman and CEO of the cruise operator Genting Hong Kong 
Lin Kongte, has resigned after one of the company's vessels was diverted from Miami to end its journey in the Bahamas to avoid a U.S. warrant. The company has filed to end its business after the COVID-19 pandemic hit the cruise industry hard. The company said in a stock exchange filing that the chairman, who owns 76% of Genting Hong Kong, stepped down on January 21st. The deputy CEO and president of the company also stepped down. The company appears to be moving towards liquidation as its operations are seemingly falling apart, Bloomberg reported. Authorities in the U.S. are ready to seize one of the company's ships in Miami because of unpaid fuel bills. Online booking for some of the company's cruises have been paused and its shares have been suspended in Hong Kong. The company said in a filing to end its business that they expect to run out of funding at the end of the month. Cruise companies in other parts of the world, such as Carnival and Royal Caribbean Cruises, are starting to recover as the Americas and Europe are starting to open back up. Antigua Newsroom reports that Antigua and Barbuda's Prime Minister Gaston Brown delivering the EC 1.64 billion budget to Parliament last week said that the bond with a 10-year 4.5% instrument registered on Euroclear is the first and largest bond of its kind issued by Antigua and Barbuda and it has been fully subscribed. This financing provides an incredible opportunity for the government to reprofile its debt, to ensure sustainability going forward, and to invest in strategic projects that will drive economic growth, create employment, and generate increased revenue to finance government operations. Brown said that the proceeds from this bond will be used to implement projects that will stimulate the economy and secure growth for 8% this year. He said two of these projects includes the acquisition and renovation of the Jolly Beach Hotel and ensure payment of severance due to Jolly Beach workers upon successful acquisition of the property. He said the funds will also be used to construct a hotel at Morris Bay. He said developing countries, including some in the region, receive financial support from traditional sources such as the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund to help navigate the effects of the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic on their populations without having to adopt adjustment programs and austerity measures that are typically associated with financing from these institutions. However, though we too were facing significant economic and social hardships as a result of the pandemic, Antigua and Barbuda did not benefit from the special financing window intended to help countries impacted by the crisis that has crippled the globe for nearly 24 months. That is because without any regard for vulnerabilities we face, we are disqualified because of flawed criterion of high per capita income, Brown said. But he said in a happy note that the efforts of CARICOM to present the case for inclusion of vulnerability in the determination of a country's eligibility for development assistance have gained traction. We intend to continue to pursue this inequity vigorously in every international organization and bilateral encounter, Brown said. 
The St. Kitts Nevis Observer reports that improving matters relating to the trade and security between St. Kitts Nevis and Great Britain were the main agenda items during the first official visit of Barbados-based British High Commissioner to the Federation of St. Kitts and Nevis, His Excellency Scott Furzendon Wood. Furzendon Wood noted that he came to discuss the different aspects of the relationship between both countries and the various things the United Kingdom and St. Kitts and Nevis can do in the future. He said one of the aims of the visit was about building a relationship that brings mutual benefits with trade being a part of that. We don't spend British aid money here in St. Kitts Nevis because you have graduated from eligibility for aid. You are too wealthy of an economy to be given aid money. He reminded that now that there is a new economic partnership between the UK and countries of CARICOM dub CARIFORM, there is a need to use that to get trade going and prosperity moving back and forth. There are British companies that can help with all sorts of challenges that your government is facing and opportunities your government want to address. He noted that security is an important area of cooperation. Our National Crime Agency and other security agencies work closely with the RSS in the Eastern Caribbean to build capacity and to provide support in relation to threats to your own security as well as threats to our own security in the UK. We are keen to find more ways to do that more ways to increase cooperation. He reiterated that trade could provide those opportunities as well. On climate change, Wood said, we just hosted COP26 in the UK. We have the presidency of the COP for the coming years and would want to use our presidency to champion the voices of small island developing states. We want to work with you around adaptation to climate and finance available internationally to help small island states become more climate resilient. We know countries like St. Kitts and Nevis are on the front lines of climate change. We want to stand with countries like St. Kitts and Nevis, he said. The Hill.com reports that Major League Baseball on Friday named Roberto Ortiz as its first Puerto Rican-born umpire. The announcement comes during a wave of retirements and promotions in the league. Ortiz, 39, has worked as an umpire in the minor league since 2011 and has served as a call-up umpire in 411 big league games. I'm honored and blessed to have the privilege of becoming the first Puerto Rican umpire to be hired by Major League Baseball, Ortiz said in a statement. It fills me with pride to be able to represent my family and my island of Puerto Rico in what I consider the best league in the world. The St. Kitts Nevis Observer reports that the first of the movies filmed on Nevis by MSR Media will be released globally on Valentine's Day, February 14th, with plans for a free showing in Nevis ahead of the release date. Premier of Nevis Mark Brantley said his administration has gone in a very aggressive way to develop a movie industry on the island. We have been blessed that some four movies were filmed here last year. The first of those four movies will be released worldwide on February 14th. The first of those movies is A Week in Paradise. 
that will be on all major streaming platforms. Brantley said the Visions will be afforded the opportunity for those at home and those abroad to see the country in living display. Following the conversation with Felipe Martinez of MSR Media, a free premiere screening was offered to the people of Nevis. The premier said that going forward, he thinks that they are going to attract others to come to the island and see what the Federation can offer. He added that MSR are also engaging in sinkets. The president of the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Batch, and the World Health Organization director, Tedros Adam Ghebreyesus, met during the Olympic Winter Games, Beijing 2022, to discuss ways to further strengthen collaboration between their two organizations. The meeting took place after the World Health Organization Director General ran the Olympic torch on the day of the opening ceremony and said, The Olympics are about hope, solidarity, unity, and peace, especially hope to end this pandemic. I hope that we will achieve the 70% vaccination in each and every country around the world by mid this year. During the meeting, the International Olympic Committee president reaffirmed the International Olympic Committee's support for the desire of WHO, the International Olympic Committee, and WHO formalized their collaboration to promote public health with a Memorandum of Understanding in 1984. The partnership has grown since then, resulting in a series of projects promoting grassroots sports and healthy lifestyles for all, and leveraging whose expertise in health emergencies, mass gatherings, and water quality in context of the Olympic Games. The two organizations signed a new cooperative agreement in 2020 to strengthen and expand on these dimensions. On Olympic Day in June 2020, the IOC and WHO and the United Nations joined forces against the pandemic with the help of athletes. IOC helped to further bring that commitment to life last month by releasing a video that uses the persuasive power of athletes to encourage vaccination. More than 20 Olympians and Paralympians call on world leaders and decision makers to ensure free and equitable access to COVID-19 vaccines and widely share the video on social media. In other related news, Pan American Health Organization Director Dr. Carissa Ethian has sent a special message to millions of adults in the Caribbean who have yet to receive their COVID-19 vaccines. Please don't delay. Get vaccinated today, the Dominica-born public health expert urged. Ethian asserted that COVID-19 vaccines are safe, effective, and the best way to protect individuals, families, and communities from the COVID-19 virus. Deaths have more than doubled in Cuba, the Bahamas, and Antigua and Barbuda in the Caribbean. And other islands, including Martinique and Guadeloupe, are seeing the virus spread rapidly among young and unvaccinated populations. These trends show that we must continue to sustain every part of our COVID response, Dr. Ethian said. Vaccinations, testing, and continuing public health measures like mask wearing and social distancing remain crucial, she declared. And finally, Reuters News reports that Frontier Group Holdings will buy rival Spirit Airlines, Inc. in a $2.9 billion deal 
As the U.S. low-cost airlines look to compete better with larger rivals, tap a rebound in air travel, and expand their flying routes. The announcement comes as major U.S. airlines forecast profitability in 2022, benefiting from higher vaccination rates and reopening of economies from pandemic-led lockdowns. The companies expect the cash-in-stock deal to accelerate investments in innovation, growth, and help compete with major U.S. airlines like American Airlines Group, Delta Airlines, Southwest Airlines, and United Airlines Holdings. The merged business is seen as adding 10,000 direct jobs by 2026, the company said, adding that it expects to deliver $1 billion in annual consumer savings and offer more than 1,000 daily flights to over 145 destinations. The transaction value of the deal is $6.6 billion when accounted for the assumption of the net debt and operating leases liabilities, the carrier said in a statement. Colorado-based Frontier will own 51.5% stake in the combined entity, while the remaining 48.5% will be held by Spirit shareholders. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. For Monday, February 7th, I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup, as your source for Caribbean-centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta. Meta.